Welcome to the arena, Wisdom Wednesdays. We back in church. Pastor Coleman bringing it work. You liberate not only you, you liberate everybody connected to you. Amen? Amen. And the heart and soul of being a free person, the heart and soul of being a liberated person, is when you refuse to live in the incidents, the situations, the circumstances that life has thrown your way. That when life throws something at you, you got to make a conscious decision. I'm not living in that. I'm choosing to live out of that. Somebody say amen. Amen. Why is that important? Because the reality is so many people, so many people, uh, have gone through life. I said this to my school Sunday. They go through life. They're not happy. They're miserable. They're upset. They're frustrated. I'm not talking about a day, y'all. There are some people that live 70, 80 years like that. Amen? amen. That have made a conscious decision not to be well. And when you are not well, y'all got to feel me on this. You are not well for anybody around you. Say amen. amen. You are not well. You are not well for anybody around you. Sickness is infection. You think that the coronavirus is bad? Start being having a spirit of miserability. You will infect people around you. You will affect your productivity. You will affect your prosperity. You will affect your attitude, your demeanor, and disposition. You gotta have a conscious decision. I'm not going to live in what I've been through. Somebody say amen. Do better than that, say amen. amen. I'm not gonna live in what I've been through. I might have been in hell, but I'm not gonna live in hell. I might have been through pain, but I'm not gonna live in pain. I might just be in depression, but I'm not gonna live through depression. Why? Because it's a conscious decision that I want to be better. Somebody say better. Do it again, y'all. Say better. I believe every person has a capacity. That may sound like an ambiguous term, but it's really not. Better simply means I'm not living out of what I've been through. Amen. But number two, here's the other point I raised on Sunday, and then I'm gonna move on to what we're talking about tonight. You can't surround yourself with folk that don't want to get better either. Amen. So they took over the Avatar. Avatar. 
They took over Evans Hall Wednesday. Staged a protest Wednesday through Friday, Saturday. Ended something like that. Um, so yes, it was Tuesday. So they came to some agreement with the administration on something. I saw the document. You can go on Instagram, OU, Burt. They have some agreement with the faculty. The problem with the incident was it was on the heels of the other professor just weeks prior who had used the word openly, uh, trying to make it synonymous with the word boomer. Right. Right? So, so watch this. So we got several events. We got that incident. Then we have this incident. So it's two events that have happened to OU in the last three weeks, y'all. Roughly. Um, uh, so let me, I'm not a slave. So these are, I'm giving you the facts. I tell people, you're entitled to your own opinion, but you're not entitled to your own facts. Somebody say amen. Message. Amen. So these are the facts of the case. The student protested, and they got some accommodation, right? Some of the accommodation. It is, it is still, I think, I think what I what I know, I share with my students, here's my opinion. Y'all chime in if you want. I continually struggle with the issue of race. It has never dealt properly with the issue of race. Ever. This case is another example of the school dropping the ball, let me excuse me, never wanting to play the game. And not dealing with the issue of race or race. So it's an advantage for Dr. Sherry and I because we're on campus. Two, three days a week, we're on campus. So we're with the kids. And the kids will tell you that they feel that level of uh, racism, for lack of a better word, uh, oppression. Because nobody's really dealing with these professors who wantonly use the N-word in class. Like it's nothing, right? because she has 10 years, so it makes it difficult. The person that's over it is Kyle Harper. Kyle Harper is the vice principal. He's responsible for the employee, right? Kyle Harper's not issued a statement about this professor, and he said nothing about the professor. So the students asked for his, his, for him to be fired too. He also did be fired. School is afraid of a lawsuit, so they're not going to fire him. You got to give me say amen. Okay? So that's, that's OU. Come on, come on, come on, sit. Last Monday, and Hardy and Charles Pratt, Virginia is a senior Oklahoma Christian sends a recruiter to the school. Hardy and Charles Pratt. How do you say that? Uh, uh, something like that. Britain. That's Britain. You know that. John over The recruiter gets to the school. The recruiter is talking to juniors and seniors. He calls the black kids up on stage, and this is the account. Once again, we're entitled to our own opinion, but not our own facts. He separates the dark-skinned kids from the light-skinned kids. He separates them on hair texture. And after his hair to the finish, this is a white recruiter over on a Christian. This is on Monday. What? Take them down because you can finish the story. So, 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 so Monday afternoon, the school, so it's four teachers in the room when this is happening. The teachers finally, one of them finally gets up and goes to get the administrator. By the time the administrator comes back, it's dispersed. The administrator confronts the individual. He said, I do this in schools all throughout the Y'all hear what I say? Say it It is. The school contacts Oklahoma Christian, he's fired that day. They fired him that day. That's Monday. Now, mind you, he has, this is Monday. So then, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, they have a forum on race and racism at the school. Who's the guest panelist? Dr. Sherry Cole. She's the guest panelist. Nobody tells her what happened on Monday. So now we have all of these kids, freshmen, sophomore, junior, and senior, who are now in an open forum talking about issues of race and racism. And we had an incident on Monday, and nobody said anything. We don't find out about the incident till Friday around 3.15, we get a robocall call from the principal, who says an incident took place, um, it's been handled, 
we're a school of diversity, we believe in da 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 Well, he did it at 3.15 because at 4 o'clock the news story came up. Did y'all hear what I said? News came on at 4, so he was trying to get ahead of him. We still don't know what's going on because according to the sophomore, that was the junior and senior. By the time Saturday comes, I get word, hey, I see one of them, and then I got some, you know what happened to her? No, I know what happened. Tells me the incident. Call my wife. I said, I'll be home in a minute. We need to send a letter to the principal. This on Saturday. Whatever you're doing, stop. Do it. Amen. <laughs> we sent a letter to the principal around 3 o'clock. He called. Go ahead. So yeah, so that happened, and I told him it's disingenuous because here I am Thursday in front of the entire school, we could have addressed the issue. Um, he explained that he was sick the next two days, and so he wasn't there. He felt that it was handled um, properly and it had not been, but I said that you had the kids, nobody had the kids Monday through Thursday or Monday through Friday, nobody. So in fact, you know, my, my quietness there um, was kind of saying that it was okay for those students who were in the room right, because if right, she didn't address right. it, then why am I worried about it right, as well? Right. Um, so anyway, we called back and I said, um, as African American, as a professor, listen, we need to be here. I said, so you can use us. I said, I think this is what you need to do. That's all principle. I need you to recreate um, the assembly from Monday. I need everybody that was in, in the room. He mentioned that the principal was going to come, or the president of the university was going to come. And I said that my husband and I can be there to create that safe space. Um, and then I said, whether you choose to use us or not, we're going to be there. And so we were. Um, and so what was neat was we sat in the back. He asked that the, the kids um, have an opportunity to address the president. And so the, when I tell you these kids were off the chain, they asked some amazing questions. I mean, they challenged him, are you, just, are you here for us, or are you here trying to save the school's reputation? Um, but then it, it flipped because even after he handled that, he read a statement, he answered those questions. What we realized was those kids were feeling that before Monday. Right. They were feeling that with their own administration, right. with some of the things that had not been addressed. And so even one of the young men said, hey, some of the questions we're asking is not for this president, we need to sit. So the principal said he was going to sit and talk to them. Um, actually, today, it should be another news story. Um, because the individual who invited me on Thursday, he's kind of created, a white gentleman, real good, kind of created a safe space for those students to meet. And so um, the news reporter met with them after school as well. So that's supposed to come out today as well. But we've just been, been talking about that, I think, in both of our classes. And then yesterday, we stopped. I teach gospel. Um, music past and present during this semester. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about. But I said, the, the issue is many times things will happen and we'll let it just go. It's like, oh, well, they just land on Friday down at the university. It's over. No, I need to talk to them. And those same students in my class, I had black, white, Asian, Native American. We had real conversation about what does that mean to live in this space. And so even on that Thursday, um, we talked about the N-word, we talked about systematic racism, we talked about microaggressions, we talked about all of that. And then something said, I know the Holy Spirit, said, allow them to tell their classmates what it feel like, feels like to be black and in this space. And when I say they unleashed, the little girls say, can I be honest with they what else we gonna be? And so all I was, was they put it out there, I fixed it, gave it some historical perspective, but realized that there's so much more work that needs to be done uh, within the school. And what, you, what we realize is, is that with black kids, these are students, these are not adults, these are young adults who are still in their formative years. Somebody say amen. amen. So when the professor used that word in life, a female professor, one of the young ladies started crying and went out the room. Because what ends up happening is, those of us, those of us that occupy, that are in spaces on our job with white individuals, we we are every day we got to figure out how to maneuver that space. That's difficult when you're in a, in a college setting, right? And you're there to learn, and it becomes a hostile environment. Because as a black female or black male, y'all, all these dudes right here go support on you. It is difficult when you're the only African American in the classroom, and the professor says something off the chain. Right. Who who are you talking to? Who do you go to, right? So we often have to create in our classes the opportunity of them to be the majority, right? And be okay with being the majority. Did y'all miss all of that? Because why? Because at the end of the day, they're not the majority in their science class. 
right? In their architecture, but they're not the majority, they're the minority. So, our, so, so let me chase that further. So when you go to a party, so then we found this out on, Okay, Monday. So one of the young ladies says in the thing, he also says I'm sexually inappropriate to one of the black girls. So me and Dr. Sherry in the back, what, who, what? The girl was in the front. He told, she was separated according to Darcy Delilah. He tells the dark-skinned girl, he said, you go here because the black and the bear is sweeter than you. What? <laughs> this is the soonest, huh? That's how they doing it. That's crazy. So now we got to do all this. So now we got to. So now she, now she and I got to follow up on this. Because now it ain't just color no more. Right. Y'all better right. say something. Another administrator said that they knew. They said they didn't hear that. But the, the yeah. students did. Because the four teachers were sitting next to us right. in the room. And so immediately somebody said, did they hear? All four of them denied any. They ain't getting nothing. <laughs> I don't know what she said. Yeah. What did they say? There was a fundamental issue. Y'all get to watch this. It is, it is not about burning the building down. You have to be knowledgeable and aware at all times. So that you can pick up on a microaggression, a micro insult, micro invalidation, and, and say, whoa, that didn't feel right. Y'all know that. Y'all know that from football. Y'all know that. You know when the coach, when the assistant coach says something, you're like, what you say? That's what you got to be aware of. Because if you're not aware of it, then the next person that comes along, they think it's okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. And it's never okay. I don't care if you're holding your career this age. Right. It's never okay. That's right. right? That type of racism has to be confronted by those of us, and we become your advocates yeah. in those spaces because we say what needs to be said yeah. in those spaces. Right? So, okay. So, last thing. Uh, the Oklahoma City Public Schools started displaying a black history on poster. And the poster, it said Black History 2020 on one side, and it's a watermelon picture of a watermelon on the other side. That just came out Monday. <laughs> What's going on, man? <laughs> so just in case y'all thought people out here playing, ain't nobody playing, y'all. The fight and the struggle. Newkirk Schools, Crooked Oak School, Crooked Oaks are playing Newkirk. The girls' basketball team, right? Y'all see that? And, and, and the Newkirk announcer, before he starts announcing the game, called those black girls' names disgusting. Before he starts announcing their names. Right? So let's be clear. Let me be clear before I start. Please don't think that anybody's laying down on this. If you are in contact with any African American, I will even Bible. It says iron sharp is iron. We engage in these conversations to make each other better. And wherever you are in these circles, You've got to make it impact in the difference. So as Dr. Sherry and I say, it's not over at OU, because we got some issues we've got to raise down there. It's not over at Hardy Charter Prep. we got to raise some issues with the principal. And we got to go back to Oklahoma Christian, because this, so this is the pastoral side of me. So when he gets up and says this, my skin starts crawling. I just, Sherry had to hold me in the back, because I was about to just lose it. He said, well, you know, we're Christian. <laughs> Racism is a sin. And we really believe in following Jesus Christ. Mark, you know, I was in the back just flipping. I was Jesus. Same thing people said that brought us over here in the first place. Same thing people said that put us in slavery. I wish some folks didn't do that. So, so I'm in the back going, please let me just have five minutes with him. That's all I want you to do. So now we got to go to over Christian to engage in that conversation with those black students because I'm really not trying to convince the undermixed. What I'm trying to do is empower my people. So that you are aware this is going on, be aware of it. If it doesn't sound right, seem right, feel right, if it doesn't even look right, say something about it. Yeah. Right? And not be apathetic and sit back and just take it. Amen. Any questions or comments right now? So did the is the city in, is that done? What yeah. happened with that? It's done. They got they got a semblance of accommodations, Marvel. Uh which what did you say? Did they get, okay, so the, okay. So in the JIT's document, they asked for a multicultural center. I just tell you, I was trying to bypass that, Margaret, Jesus. 
Chicken kind of good, though. Me, that tells me not only do you want to call me that, you want to relegate me to a certain position in life. Right. 
What's wrong with a little communion? You got a little communion, ain't that wrong? <laughs> I voted for that before I I checked that before I checked who I was nominated. What you talking about? <laughs> Get the L Stone Sundays. Because of the famine. 
but we went to a place where we know we were not going to be accepted because we're not like the people in the neighborhood. Are you with me? Say yes. Yes. All right, next. Then personal tragedy strikes. Elimelech dies. Her husband. This was of Naomi the Finbar's son. Her, or her, and her son, in a foreign land. So, first trauma was famine. Everybody say famine. Second trauma, they had to move to an alien territory. Everybody say territory. Territory. Three, her husband dies. In the Bible, Amalek, the husband, man, was the main supporter. He was the one that provided. He was the head of the house. Now she experiences this severe trauma of her husband dying. She got a fit for herself and her son. Watch this. The sons married two Moabite women named Orpha and Ruth. Uh, then 10 years later, Malam and Chilion died, leaving their wives childless. Oh, second trauma. Uh, the fourth trauma. Uh, their son, her son, married two women that are not from their same ethnicity. Why y'all looking at me like that? Do you get what I'm saying? They married two women who were Moabites. Right? Moabites were, were idol worshippers. Right? So here we go. We got famine. We got uh, foreign land. We got uh, 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 husband dying. Now your boy is going to marry somebody outside the race. Somebody say amen. amen. This is the Bible. Y'all say amen. amen. Right? So here it is. Ten years later, both her sons die and leave their wild child. This is Naomi. Naomi's been through famine. She's been through husband dying. She's been through living in foreign land. She's been through her sons marrying a women who weren't part of their ethnic background. Now the sons die, and now there is no heir. There's nobody to pass the legacy on. Somebody can be married. Amen. Naomi finds herself in a daughter's in law's they are women without family in a foreign land, deprived of a way to earn a living. We expected and hearing that the famine ended, Naomi decides to return to Judah. Naomi says, I'm going back home. Because if you're out somewhere and you're not around your people, the first response is to go back to work home. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. The first response she has is, let me go with my folks. Because obviously my folks don't take care of you. Great was the trauma in Naomi that when the people of our hometown of Bethlehem saw her, they asked, Can this be now? Naomi's name is pleasant, delightful, and happy. Counted their glory by saying her new name, Mama. Meaning, yeah. Everybody just missed that. Her, her name meant pleasant. But after you've been through some hell, when your folks see you on the back end of the hell, yeah. they give you another name. <laughs> that means that the count somebody said that the countenance they only changed so much, y'all, that when they first saw her, she was pleasant. But if you're not careful, your traumatic experiences can be so bad that it will leave you better. Somebody say amen to me. So much so, this is the shout, y'all. Not just it'll leave you bitter, the people of the people will see you as bitter. Are you with me? This is Naomi's story, right? Naomi believed God that God sent her son. She went through because she said, the Lord has afflicted me. The Almighty has brought misfortune upon me. I'm about to shift in the Bible study. Because if you're not careful about what you're going through, and really ask as to what God's doing in your life, you will think that God is punishing you. Yeah, yeah. Y'all will miss it, y'all will miss it. Because here it is. Not only will you experience trauma, but when you misinterpret what God is doing, you will induce your own trauma. You will say stuff like, is God punishing me? Raise your hand if you ever said that. Is God doing this to me because what I've done? Surely God doesn't love me. Surely, why would he allow this to happen? This is Naomi's mindset after all she's been through. She's, she, she's, at, at night, she's going to herself. Man, I done messed up. God didn't kill my wife. I mean, God didn't kill my wife. God just gave me two sons, but they married some women that wasn't in the family. Uh, God killed my husband. God killed uh, uh, my son that dead. I don't have any grandchildren. Look, look what she, at night she's saying all this. And then she ends it with, God must not love me. 
Because what's worse than trauma is when you induce the trauma that you've been through by saying that God co-signed you. When you say God co-signed your life. Thank you. 
He instructed his workmen not to harass her and leave extra grain for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Y'all don't even know what I'm talking about. Let us stay a little bit longer. <laughs> Leave her alone when the whistle blows and the other women leave, put some extra grain. Let her stay out. He ends up giving Naomi and Ruth extra food. So food is secure. But to secure future homeland security, Naomi encourages Ruth to, to seduce Boaz. Oh, the pressure. Uh-oh. Here, you can step first. Y'all got to read the Bible now because Ruth, they only tell Ruth, come here. Let, 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 me, let me put some clothes on. I see you, Pam. Read the Bible. Let me put some perfume on. Let me, let me dress you up. Make you look. When he comes in at night, read it in the Bible. He said, when he lays down, don't lay down next to him. Read it in the Bible. Lay at his feet. Right, right. Stay right there. Don't get too close to him, but let him see. Boaz is amazed by the And Naomi was tired of waiting for Boaz to do his duty by becoming their kinsman with him with outside social laws. Can I? Yeah, it's easy to see. So was she, was she putting who's out there? Somebody said, yeah, real quick over here. <laughs> was, was she there? Yeah, she was. Yeah, yeah she was. Right, right. What we're talking about. Put on a straw. Right. And God working through people. It's in the Bible. Yeah, yeah. He just read it. Because it is. <laughs> Naomi was not perfect. That's right. But Naomi had to take control of the situation. Right. right. And she said, Look, I ain't got time for Boaz to be playing games. I need my cash out. We ain't got a fool. She's like, Cash out. We ain't got a fool. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't got no security. But what I do have. It's cash out. And it ain't just gonna be well for me. It's gonna be well for you, y'all. What? He ends up, he ends up being with her. What? Game. Okay. Our plan worked. And Boaz purchased the inheritance of a Limelight, Chilion, Nylon, she, and a Mary Ruth. Did he say a Cadillac? Limelight. Nudge your neighbor and say the game still works. Game recognized game, bro. The game ain't <laughs> changed. Man. <laughs> right? So I can hear somebody saying, well, wasn't that wrong of her? Oh, but you weren't in her shoes. Because if you're not in her shoes, you can't judge her. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. She had self-directed coping mechanisms. She did what she had to do. Can, can I tell y'all, that's why I love talking about our people. Because our people back in the day did what we had to do. Come on, somebody. In order to survive. So, in fact, Naomi does this. She doesn't do it as an affront to God. She doesn't say, I cannot let this situation get out of control. I got to put it in my hands. Somebody say amen. Amen. Watch this. Even though Naomi seems to recognize his way himself, when Boaz and Ruth have a son, Naomi acknowledges the hand of God in redeeming her trauma. He restored fertility first to Israel and then to Naomi's family. Can I say this to y'all? God still blessed her. Because God saw her faithfulness. God saw her being proactive in her condition. Right? So, so watch this. Sometimes we say this. I'm not going to Sometimes we say this. Yes, yes, God can do anything without us. But can I be honest with y'all? God's best work is done through us. Yes, 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 yes. When God can do us, right? To facilitate, God loves that. It's not, oh, God, it's all on you. God said, what about me using you? And in the midst of your weakness, in the midst of your brokenness, in the midst of your hurt, I still can use you. Somebody say amen. Amen. Here we go. When disaster strikes, it seems like God has silenced the assistance of families, friends, and community helps the sufferer endure. 
When Naomi returned to Moab, her hometown, community seemed to embrace her, not reject her. Her extended family allowed her to send Ruth to glean the field and even provided extra food for her table. Ruth proclaimed, oh sir, such grace, such kindness, I don't deserve it. You touched my heart and treated me like one of your own, and I don't even belong here. The community surrounded Naomi after the birth of her grandson. Watch this, y'all, because here's the other part about trauma. Don't, don't say God punished me because that's God really pruning you. Um, also, sometimes you got to be self-directed by my last point. One of the best remedies to trauma is to surround yourself with a community that supports you. Somebody say amen. Come on, y'all say amen. A community that loves you. A community that embraces you. Now watch this. Naomi returns back to Moab, which is crazy. Goes back to Moab. Watch this, y'all. And the same people that rejected her. Now they embrace us because what you can never underestimate is a community that will love you, a community that will lift you, a community that will provide for you. Listen, no man is an island. You can't make it by yourself. Nobody made it by themselves. Everybody had somebody. Yes. Fifth Street Baptist Church. You can go to fifthstreetokc.org is the website. Welcome to the fifth. Believe, belong, become. Until next episode, I'm Archer Almighty. And we out. Peace.